Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Chris Cast. I'm your host, Chris. Joining me once again by Facebook Messenger is Paul. Say hello, Paul. Hello, 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 hello. We've not got a lot of news this week that I've come across that was really interesting, but this first one, I think everybody will be interested in this one. This is from Yahoo News earlier today that I saw it. Your next lift ride could be in the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Oh, shut up. I want to do it. Where at? How do I do this? Okay, here's. it's not a very long article, so I'm going to go ahead and read it. It's, it says, courtesy of Oscar Mayer, we've had all those rideshare drivers, or we've all had those rideshare drivers, the ones that stand out as soon as they pull up. Maybe the car seems way too nice or is frighteningly dingy. Maybe the music is pumping or the interior lighting is over the top. But starting tomorrow, your Lyft XL ride may send your jaw dropping to the ground when the driver arrives in the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. From August 25th to the 27th, Oscar Mayer and Lyft will be offering free Wienermobile trips in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, and Atlanta, which were chosen because they are the nation's hottest rideshare cities. The brand says riders can simply request a Lyft XL and one of Oscar Mayer's hot doggers, the name given to those who drive in the Wienermobile, may show up in a 27-foot-long hot dog on wheels instead, assuming it hasn't been pulled over on the way. So, for... Oh, that is way too cool. For two days in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, and Atlanta, you have the chance to be ridden around in the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Now, I saw that thing. It was coming off at 321 one day there in Hickory, and it merged on to I-40. And I, I was kind of like behind it. And I was like, oh my God, that is so cool. But this, this was coming back before um, smartphones. I had my flip phone, so I tried to get a picture of it, and it just sucked. So, you know. Well, That's my only time I ever saw it in person. The, the thing that really got me is that it said it's free to ride in it. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm just thinking... Just as a regular business venture, they could make a killing charging to ride in the Wienermobile. I wonder how many people it said. Someone see if I can't look that up right quick. That's 27 feet long. I don't know if it says on here, scanning through it. I don't see that it says on this article. But just imagine being able to show up anywhere in a Wienermobile. The, the conversations so you could cool. have about it. Okay, it's a fleet of vehicles owned by Oscar Mayer. Um, let's see here. Um, the Wienermobile was created... By Oscar Mayer's nephew in 1936. Shut up! That car's been around that long. Yep. It's an iconic institution. Let's see. The Wienermobile started as a kind of a land sub. The Wienermobile was once driven by little Oscar. The Wienermobile disappeared for decades. Let's see here. So it gone away. Oh my God! The oh, that is so cool. I wonder if I can 
I'm going to bring up this picture and show it to you. Now look at that. That's an old one. Look at that one. Look how cool that looks. It's got more windows in it. It does. And there's a little miniature one down below it. Yeah. Then they got the Oscar Mayer uh, motorcycle. Look at that with the sidecar. Uh, that I wouldn't want. Look at this one. Uh, it's a Mini Cooper. It's a Mini Cooper Mini-Mobile. Look at that. Once again, Paul forgets that the people out there listening can't see what he's pulling up. Well, you can Google it and look at them. That's what all I did. This is super cool. The original, the original one had a 13 foot long. So, that was the original one. So, it doesn't say how many people it can fit, unfortunately. I don't see anything anywhere about it. But keep going, and I'll see if I can find it. Well, the next thing I have is what I said a week or two ago. The news was by Labor Day, Pfizer would be fully approved. Well, two weeks before Labor Day, Pfizer is fully FDA approved. For the COVID Yay! vaccine. So, anybody out there saying they're not getting it because it's not approved, they no longer have that argument. It is officially well, approved. Well, I shared some, a little interesting tidbit on Facebook about that. It says, um, now this is a, I'm going to speak a little frank here. So, it was one of my friends who actually posted and I shared their post. It says, those boner pills you buy from InfoWars are not FDA-approved. That tattoo ink you put in your body, not FDA-approved. The sheep dewormer you're snorting, not FDA-approved. Pfizer <laughs> vaccine is FDA-approved. Get the vaccine. Definitely. And I honestly, I don't know what the hesitation has been on it. I don't know why it's such a big thing. And I don't remember his name, and I didn't pull up the article because... Frankly, I just didn't see the point in talking about him, but there was a conservative talk show host that just passed from COVID-19 that was adamantly against the vaccine and on his deathbed started saying that he wishes he had taken the vaccine. Well, it's too late now. You've been told... You've had the education out there. You chose to ignore it. I'm sorry for his family. I'm sorry that he passed. But it's kind of like smoking cigarettes and getting lung cancer. You kind of bring it on yourself. And I'm not wishing harm on anybody. But you know the risks going in. It's like somebody posted on Facebook and said, I'm not happy because someone passes from COVID-19. But they said, this man actually made a song mocking it, mocking the, the, the vaccine. And now he died by not getting the vaccine. Yep. And it's hard to have sympathy for somebody who could have done the right thing and protected themselves. I've been reading more and more on Twitter and some other things that nurses and doctors are having a hard time having empathy for these people who could have easily, um, easily, um, 
avoided this by yep. getting the vaccine. And everybody's starting to say, well, the, the vaccine's proven that it doesn't work because people are getting it. Well, the difference is the vaccine does work. It's preventing hospitalizations in most cases of the breakthrough vac- the virus. And it's preventing death. And if everybody would have gotten vaccinated, there would be short, slower symptoms, harder to pass symptoms, and most likely it wouldn't be transmitted as easily. So, again, it's the unvaccinated would, people that are to blame. And we wouldn't be here again. Nope. And I don't know if you saw it or not, but the Burke County made the Charlotte News today because we have a virtual hospital set up here in Morganton. And I believe they said 249 patients being seen in that virtual hospital. I don't understand. What, what is that? I have to look it up. I, the way it is sounded, it was kind of like the, the tent hospitals set up. But, I mean, this is little old Morganton now. Let me go. I, I'll pull it up. I'm, I, I'll probably pull up faster than you can. I'm typing it in now, but... I found it on Morganton.com if the article will come up. Local COVID virtual hospital recognized nationally for innovation. Carolina's health system Blue Ridge's COVID virtual hospital is being recognized and there's a big old Facebook thing coming up here. I I have to answer a survey question to keep reading. So, rolls uh, out. Oh, it's car virtual visits. In car um, virtual visits. So, okay. That's what that means. You stay in your car and they come out to you. That's getting bad. Yeah, this thing's taking it's 10 different survey questions just to read the stupid article. So, but. That's what I hate about these pop-ups. It's like, we don't want to read them. Put put more ads on the screen if it if you need that much paid. Because all this was was questions about what movie you want to see at the theater. Well, I don't want to see a movie at the theater. I do. I don't because of people, these slimy, scummy people that won't get vaccinations. For instance, my brother, who I'm going to call out right now, told me he went to the theater the other night and I said, and you're not vaccinated? I was like, people like you are the reason why I don't go. You should be ashamed. He never replied. I thought he was, I thought he was smart. Well, he's a Republican. I'll take that sentence back. So, take that as you want it. You know, I don't get it. All these pro-lifers, you know, RE Republicans... <clears throat> seems like that they would want to get the vaccine to help save people's lives. Well, but they're we, doing the exact opposite. Didn't we talk about it last week? The Texas governor came down with COVID after banning mask mandates in schools. The Florida governor is refusing to allow schools to have mask mandates and is defunding schools because they want to have a mask mandate. 
But you saw where he's getting sued now, don't you? Yeah, and he was going to defund the, like, take the salaries away from the people who were making those decisions. He but you can't do that. Sued by hundreds of parents for putting their children in danger. And they should, and he should lose. So yes, they've launched. Uh, there's hundreds of uh, parents that's actually launched lawsuits on his ass now, putting their children in danger. Assholes. They're such assholes. But from one Republican failure in COVID to another Republican failure, this is from Gizmodo.com. Trump's border wall torn apart by Arizona monsoon rains. Who'd have thought that the wall would come down so easily? Who who could have said I'm such a thing? I'm gonna see this. It's, I did not know that. I gotta look that up. Yeah, it's record monsoon rains have blown floodgates off their hinges as Trump's border wall breaks down, and it's got a picture of it, like pieces just hanging there, where you can walk through. So, yeah, that that was a well spent. Billions of dollars, wasn't it? Because it was, first oh off... Oh my gosh, whole sections of it's gone. Yeah. First up, they proved that it could easily be scaled. I mean, that was yeah. proven right off the bat. Second up, there was a wind that blew down part of the wall just after it was built. Now monsoons type rains have torn it apart what's a tornado well, going to do like, to it that's kind of like uh, mother nature going mm, no you're stupid we're taking this down well just imagine if a tornado hit it Which, all it is is a steel platens yeah, and, down on the ground I mean if a monsoon rain can do this a tornado would twist it apart completely and granted, I don't think Arizona gets a lot of tornadoes, but Arizona is in an area where it can be hit by hurricanes, and the hurricanes obviously spawn tornadoes, because look at what Fred did here in North Carolina the other day. Oh, did you see the video of Loretta Lynn's ranch? No, I did not. Oh, it's horrible, Chris. Um, I screenshot it and send it over to some friends. Um, it's, it's terrible. Look, that's her house. It's completely flooded? Yeah, look at, that's her house. Look at all that water. Is it, it looks like there's water that's gone up half of it. Is is it that yeah, or is it's it? A, it's it's, it's halfway gonna, up the house. Yeah, because the, the well, for people out there who can't see it, what he was showing me was a, a house with rushing water down at the base of it, but it was discolored through half of it. It was two stories. The bottom story was discolored from the other, so it looked like the water had already been up to the the second yes. floor. Yes, and that's her. That's her ranch. So I mean that's. Oh, bless her heart. Yep. Well, the thing is, she's worth millions, so she can easily replace anything. It's the people that doesn't have nothing. It's going to have to be starting over from nothing. That's what I'm yeah. 
and I feel sorry for him. And we're already ravaged by having to help people because of COVID. And it just keeps getting worse. And now, and people can scoff all they want, but it is the climate change factor with all of these storms getting worse and worse. Because Fred was, what, maybe a Category 1 at its strongest? I don't think it ever got above a 1. It never got above a 1. And look at the damage that it did. It It was just a very wet tropical storm. And I think it was partially that it was slow moving. But still, it wasn't a... It wasn't any more than a one, and it did all this damage. Imagine yeah, if it had it, been a four. I wish there was some way we could have took it and moved it over towards California and all that out through there to help put out yeah. those forest fires. Well, even Grace just went through Mexico, from what I saw. I don't think it's going to go north at all, which kind of surprised me that Grace just went completely away from the U.S. and went straight into Mexico, because... I don't think I've ever seen a storm do that before. Well, what about the one that hit New England this past week? Well, yeah. that, And this is the first time in a long that, time for that, like, 30-some years that they've had a... Yeah, they never get storms. And all of a sudden, but, boom, it went straight in on them. But the, usually when a storm goes towards the Gulf, though, it churns north. And yeah. It may come in higher on Mexico, but it came in low on Mexico. Like, the bottom of the gulf is where it went through. Like, just a straight line across. See, and, that's just strange. The storms aren't behaving like yeah. they normally do. And that's, you know, that's just strange. And, and what is a common theme of climate change? Erratic weather patterns. Exactly. So. I'm, I'm, what I'm fearing is we're going to have a very nasty winter. Very well might. And, I mean, granted, last year we had some bad snow, but a day later you had nothing. Yeah. Like, literally, it would snow. And there were days where it snowed and laid fast, and within a couple hours it was gone. Yeah, that is strange. So... You know, the ground is obviously heating up a lot more than what it used to. But for for snow to come, fall heavily, start laying, accumulate about an inch, and then within two hours, three hours, be gone, it's, yeah. there's something wrong with that. Because, I mean, everything, like decks and grass and everything, snow was gone. I remember we did have that that one storm. We had about three or four inches of snow, and it was gone within like the next two days. Well, there was one. All of it. It fell, I believe, on a Friday night, and I came home, and the further I got towards my house, the worse it got, and I hit the last road that I had to turn on to get onto my road, and I got stuck on the hill. Well, you got that steep hill to get up that yeah, hill. Yeah, but... I, I, I don't see how your car would have made it. But it, it finally did pull that hill after five, ten minutes of trying. And I, when I got the initial boost, because the way the road is, it doesn't look like it's a sharp turn, but when you turn onto it, it's a very sharp turn. So you have to slow down a lot. And in the snow, you've got to really slow down. 
So you're basically to no speed. So you have no momentum going up the hill and immediately up the hill. So I got stuck there. And when I finally got the momentum, I was like, well, I can pull off into this haircutting spot and walk the rest of the way. But I started getting momentum and I was like, you know what? I'm going for it. So I went, got up to the stop sign and I was home with no problem from then on. But that was where I had the trouble was in that spot. And the next day, gone. Like, literally, there was no snow when I went back to work the next day at 3. Now, do you have traction control or electronic stability control in your car? Uh, It has a little slippery when wet light come on. That's all I know. Oh. Well, you can, I was going to say you can turn that off. Because if you turn that off, that means your tires would then go, and that's. I found out if you turn that traction control shit off in the snow, you can go better. I don't know the first thing about it, so I couldn't tell you. But now I have an all-wheel drive SUV. I don't have to worry about that crap. And I'm not going to read it because I don't want to give him that much time, but there's a story on ComicSans.com if you want to read it. George Takei posted it. That's how I found it. It was about Trump talking about talking to a five-year-old kid on what to do to get the military evacuated from Afghanistan. It's ridiculous. It's typical Trump. It's just more of him proving how stupid he is. And I, I understand his point in it, but it's pointless. It's just more nonsense being vomited by Trump. So if you want to look it up, feel free. I'm going to give him props for one thing. For one thing only. The thing that he got booed at? Yeah. He actually told the people to get vaccinated and they booed him. Not only did he tell them to get vaccinated, he admitted, finally, that he was vaccinated. That he was vaccinated, yeah. I give him props for that. But you know what? It's uh, what the, I was listening to some talk show host talking about it. They said, you know, once you, the cats is out of the bag running around, you can't put it back in. Well, also, it only took him seven months to admit that he'd been vaccinated. Yeah. So, at least seven months to admit. If he'd have stopped fighting it from the start, if he had not admittedly lied about the virus, because, let's remember, it's on audio recording that he admitted that he intentionally downplayed the virus. In other words, he lied intentionally. So, and I hope he goes down for it, too. Yeah. Unfortunately, his people don't see it that way. There was a video that was shared, and I tweeted it out. It's his people, his supporters, at a rally in a cow pasture in the rain and in the video it looks like a funnel cloud is forming and they're just standing around a funnel cloud that would have been funny if a tornado would have touched down at that thing I mean it may not have been a funnel cloud but it sure did have the shape looking like a funnel cloud forming yeah so to me the rain is enough to get out of the pasture because you know it's like you don't have enough sense to come in out of the rain how many times have yeah, we heard nice. that? 
you're not even supposed to be out in the open like that in the rain or, or a thunderstorm either. That's so stupid. But, but they were just standing around. Nobody in any hurry to get out of there. And like wow. I said, that it looked like the start of a funnel cloud. may not have been because we've all seen clouds that look like they could be the start of a funnel cloud and aren't. I mean, we've seen it everywhere. But that's what it looked like on the first time I looked at it. But from Republican losses to a Republican win. i got to give him props on this one. This is from USA Today. Arnold Schwarzenegger loses bodybuilding sponsor after anti-maskers rant. He was on CNN, and this just pulling some of the stuff out of the article... Arnold Schwarzenegger Schwarzenegger was on CNN calling Americans who are opposed to wearing face masks, quote, schmucks. He added, screw your freedom. Thank you, Arnie. You have finally reclaimed your place. Wow, he actually said that? This is what he said. And, you know, I've enjoyed Arnold's movies. He's, no, he's not an Oscar-worthy winner of the Academy Award or anything. Dude, but, his Terminator movies are the best. Well, some of them. Some of them not so good. But You know they're coming out with another one. Well, Dark playing the Terminator one, one more time. Salvation was bad. Dark Fate was, was like was, a different I universe. It. I didn't like Salvation. I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I liked Genesis. I liked Dark Fate, but it was a different universe, even though they didn't claim that it was a different universe. Because it just does not mesh with the story. Yeah. But Salvation, I really didn't like. Terminator 2, really good. Terminator, of course, a classic for what it is. Terminator 3, eh, Hold on, can down we, a little bit. I'm going to put you on hold. Pause just there. Let's just all put together our hands and give Arnold Schwarzenegger an applause for being totally nude in Terminator 1. <laughs> We're not all thrilled by that, Paul. But... <laughs> Hey, that's the first time you saw his real naked body in his butt. I mean, there that was not was what I was impressed by see. with the movie. The story is what I was impressed by. Thank you very much. I really like the movie too. Don't you judge for, me? For all those out there, the once again, the views of Paul do not necessarily re- reflect those of the Chris cast. And Paul is a big whore. <laughs> we gotta have those disclaimers, you know. Hey, I've seen his butt. It was in Dante's Cove. Oh, was it? Yep. But, you know, in all seriousness, though, Arnold Schwarzenegger has done and said some terrible things along the way that we've hated him for. But the fact that he is who he is with the clout that he has speaking against people that refuse to wear masks, i got to give him credit. He's oh, actually yeah, doing the right means. thing here. So so we we can like Garney again because of that. He's at least seemingly to seeming to wise up some. And he's old age. How old is Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, he's gotta be seventy something. Let me look that up. So while you're looking that up, I'm do you have anything before I move on to entertainment news? Um He's seventy four. Uh, new seventy something. Um, no, um, I think you know there's that new 
that death we talked about the same. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. Touch on that. So we'll, go ahead. What's in, what's going on here? I've only got two entertainment news stories really to talk about. So I, I know you're going to talk about the new Spider-Man movie. Well, no, I wasn't because I wasn't. But, but anyways, first up, Disney what? Plus announces three new shows, including Captain Nemo origin series. This is from ComicBook.com. During the Edinburgh TV Festival, Disney Plus announced three new shows that they're developing for the streaming service, including one with deep ties to a legacy title from the Disney Vault. Among these is Nautilus, a live-action drama based on Jules Verne's novel 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and focusing on the character Captain Nemo and his submarine. Moon River TV's Xavier Marchand and Seven Stories' Anand Tucker developed and will produce a series which has James Dormer from Beowulf Return to the Shieldlands attached to write and executive produce. According to Deadline, production will begin in early 2022. The official description for Nautilus reads, Nemo is an Indian prince robbed of his birthright and family, a prisoner of the East India Company, and a man bent on revenge against the forces which have taken everything from him. But once he sets sail with his ragtag crew on board the awe-inspiring Nautilus, he not only battles with his enemy, he also discovers a magical underwater world. Disney Plus also confirmed casting for two other shows with Nathan Stewart Jarrett set to star in Culprits, described as a, quote, darkly comic heist series, which has Stephen Garrett from The Undoing and filmmaker Jay Blakeson of I Care A Lot executive producing and Alita Battle Angel star Rosa Salazar starring in the romantic comedy series Wedding Season. And Wedding Season will begin shooting later this month and will feature Salazar as Katie, quote, a picture-perfect bride who we meet on her wedding day surrounded by the dead bodies of her new husband and every member of his family. The police think her lover Stefan did it. Stefan thinks Katie did it. Katie thinks her ex-husband did it. And no one knows for sure what the truth is. So that really doesn't sound like it's all Disney Plus type show there. No, it sounds like a bunch of drama. But well, I mean, it's dead bodies all around. That that doesn't seem so family friendly. No. But it it does sound kind of interesting. So I might give it a shot when it starts and see if it's worth watching. But, but it's three different things that aren't Marvel or Star Wars coming to Disney Plus. So it's, they're starting to build up a bit more of a library with some variety to it. And the other story I have is from Deadline: DC Films developing Black Canary movie with Journey Smollett starring and Misha Green writing. Of course, Journey Smollett was the Black Canary. In the Birds of Prey movie, which, as we said when we reviewed it, well, you didn't get to watch it again, but I mentioned that if you watch it as a Harley Quinn film, it's good. If you watch it as a Birds of Prey film, knowing the Birds of Prey, it's not good because it's completely wrong. But if the Flash movie reboots everything and gives them a chance to reset everything, I don't mind her as the Black Canary. But I would like to see... The Birds of Prey become the Birds of Prey instead of what we got. Because we yeah. need Barbara Gordon as Oracle. And, of course, the Batgirl movie and the Black Canary movie are set up for HBO Max. Which, 
makes HBO Max even more worth the money for me now. So we shall see how it turns out. And I think it's yeah, all it's all development stage right now. So it says this news follows the announcement of Batgirl and Blue Beetle gaining momentum, both of which would premiere on HBO Max. So you've got Batgirl movie, Blue Beetle movie, Black Canary movie, Green Lantern Core TV series, Justice League Dark TV series, Titans is back on, the Doom Patrol is coming back on September 23rd. So HBO Max is really I'm, boosting their DC lineup. I'm still trying to, you know, that Blue Beetle, I mean, I don't know how well that's going to fly, but... For people who know, it will be very big. Blue Beetle is a pretty popular character in DC. I mean, he's not Green Lantern, Flash, Wonder Woman, Superman popular, but as far as the next tier, he's pretty well to the top on the next tier. Like, I would put Blue Beetle over the Hawkman and Hawk Girl right now, probably. I've never heard of Hawkman and Hawk Girl, so that's another new one for me. Well, Hawkman and Hawk Girl have actually appeared in stuff. They were in Legends of Tomorrow... Uh, the Justice League animated series. Hawk Girl was a very prominent member of Justice League. So, Hawkman was in the Smallville, and Hawk Girl was referenced, but she was dead in the story. So, but that's it for the entertainment news, unless you have something. Well, that brings us to the passings, and all three are from the music world this week. First up from UPI.com, Brian Travers, UB40 founding member, dead at 62. UB40 confirmed Travers' death on Twitter Monday. The musician died on Sunday following a long battle with cancer. Wow, that's young. Yeah. And again, we talked about cancer earlier. It don't play favorites. It will knock out anyone. And granted, he may have been a smoker, and that could have been it. It could have been something completely unrelated. Because I know yeah. with Robert Palmer, he died from cancer from smoking. And from what I understood, he died at 50. What, wasn't it fifty? He wasn't extremely old, but I can't remember what what his age yeah, was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is fifty. But. From what I understood of Robert Palmer, he was a very heavy smoker. And so, I don't know with Brian Travers what the situation was, but, again, it's never easy to lose somebody regardless of the reason. And at least we have the music living on and on, because UB40 had some really good stuff along the way. Wasn't that red, red wine with them? That was one of them. They redid, I'm pretty sure they did Can't Help Falling in Love, the Elvis Presley song. I'm pretty sure they did that one. They did something with Chrissy Hind, and I can't remember what it was. Chrissy Hind of the Pretenders. So, and earlier today it was announced, this is from sfgate.com, Drummer Charlie Watts, the Rolling Stones' backbone, dies at 80. And 
says... It was I Got You, Babe. Okay, that's what I was thinking, but I couldn't remember for sure. Bernard Doherty said Tuesday that Watts passed away peacefully in a London hospital earlier today, surrounded by his family. Charlie was the cherished is... husband, father, and grandfather, and also as a member of the Rolling Stones, one of the greatest drummers of his generation, Doherty said. And they were set to go back on tour this fall as well, and that's going to hit them hard. I don't know. I'm sure they probably already got a replacement lined up. But, well, I'm sure um, they do because of this line right here. Watts had announced he would not tour with the Stones in 2021 because of an undefined health issue. So... Clearly, it was already set up. Clearly, yeah. But, out of respect, they may postpone the tour. Probably. It, you just, you don't know. And I was never a big Rolling Stones fan, but I can still... Oh, they're one of the greatest rock and roll groups of all time. So say some people. I would not be one of those people. They're one of the most successful rock and roll bands of all time. I will not deny that. Oh yeah, they they've they've made their mark in history. But I, just, I thought they would never tour again because whenever uh, Mick Jagger had a he had a bout with esophageal cancer uh, about two years ago, I think it was, and and then um, <clears throat> it showed him back practicing in um to get his body back in shape to do the tour and he was at 72 years old he was up there moving in that dance studio better than any dancer i've ever seen i mean it was just like the moves that man was doing at 72 years old is just freaking phenomenal he has kept himself in shape to be a performer i just looked up Keith Richards, because, you know, we were joking about him being dead for the last 40 years at dinner tonight, and he he actually is 77. He'll be 78 December 18th. But to his credit, he got married to Patty Hanson in 1983 and has been married to her since, apparently. Which, that is pretty phenomenal that not only a rock musician, but any celebrity has had a, what, 37-year marriage? Unlike J-Lo, who gets married for 30 minutes and gets a divorce. If that. Yeah. Get somebody to go get a quickie divorce so she can get married to him. <laughs> You're so stupid. I'm not kidding. She had Mark Anthony go to another country to get a fast-paced divorce so that they could get married. Are you serious? Yes. That was something I read long ago that it was reported as such. Wow. But then finally, the, the one that made the biggest impact to me, and granted I only know one song from them, but the other half of the Everly Brothers has now passed away. Don Everly, half of country rock and roll duo the Everly Brothers, has died. He was 84. This is from MSN Entertainment. The Los Angeles Times confirmed Everly's death via a family spokesperson on Saturday night, August 21st, reporting that he died at home in Nashville. A cause of death was not cited. 
And I can't imagine, I mean, maybe anybody under the age of 20 may not know it, but I would think everybody 20 and over would know the song Wake Up Little Susie. I don't know that song. You don't know Wake Up Little Susie? The movie wasn't so hot, it didn't have much of a plot. We fell asleep, our goose is cooked, our reputation is shot. Wake up, little Susie. Wake up, little Susie, no. it's time to go home. No. Well, you need to go listen to it after this, because... I thought they sang Ghost, for that song Ghost. No, uh, that was uh, The Righteous Brother. Oh, that's the ones I was thinking of. But No, I know what song it is. Wake up, little Susie, wake up. Yeah, I know that song. Yeah, it's... It's not even mentioning it here that I'm seeing. It says, they went on to achieve hits such as Bye Bye Love, All I Have to Do is Dream, and Problems. Oh, I like those songs, too. They have their own website. Additional hits of the Everly Brothers include Kathy's Clown, which charted in 1960. So now this article not mentioning Wake Up Little Susie makes me wonder if I'm right on that, and I'm positive it was the Everly Brothers. Bye Bye Love was, um, which sold over 2 million records, began their career. 1957, they went to Nashville. Yeah, Wake Up Little Susie from 1957. There's a video right here for it. So they performed at the Grand Ole Opry. Over the years, their blend of country, rock and roll, bluegrass, and rockabilly has remained popular among rock, pop, and country and R&B listeners. Simultaneously, after Bye Bye Love, the brothers turned out an incredible string of classic records, often having several in the charts at the same time. Yeah, uh, wake up, let's see, the cadence, their phenomenal output in the period of 1957 and 1960 included the Wake Up Little Susie, Claudette, Bird Dog, Devoted to You, Problems, Take a Message to Mary, Kiss You, Let It Be Me, and When Will I Be Loved. When will I be loved? Oh my God, I love that song. Yeah, was, we're looking at some of their songs listed, I still can't believe they didn't mention Wake Up Little Susie in that article. Because when I heard the Everly Brothers, that was the first thing that came to my mind. I'm reading their website now. Yeah. Their website. Well, I'm talking about that article. It, it mentioned other songs. Oh. Kathy's Clown was in there. but Kathy's Clown. Wake yeah. Up Little Susie was the first thought that I had, and it was not mentioned in that article. And that just, it just shocks me that they left that out. But that is the the news for this week, unless you have anything else you wanted to talk about real quick. Um, I mean, we can talk about how the, um, oh, we've already mentioned that about the FDA approving the coronavirus yeah. vaccine. So... I just wonder how long it's going to be for Moderna and and um, and um, Johnson and Johnson now. I wouldn't think too very long. Johnson and Johnson will probably be a couple months still, but I would think Moderna within a month, maybe, depending on how fast they're testing it. 
compared to Pfizer? I've already got my third shot appointment October 1st. Oh. I have not yet gotten a third shot appointment. I'm waiting to see because there was something... I didn't read the article, but it was the WHO was saying that they are wanting a two-month moratorium on the booster. What's that mean? It means they want to wait another two months before people get the coronavirus booster shot. Well, I'm getting my coronavirus booster shot and my my flu vaccine the same day. Yeah. I'm waiting to see what all they say. So... Needless to say, probably in the next 24 hours after that, I'm going to be laying in the bed dying. <laughs> yeah, definitely want to make sure you're off me. the next day. Because both of them shots in me, I'll be like, I can't breathe, I'm dying. <laughs> but, but, 24 hours later, I'm fine. So, But I think that's it for the news portion, so we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. We've still got about 15 minutes left in this segment, but we'll go ahead and cut it early tonight. So we will be back with the top 10 movies of the past weekend, the reviews of Reminiscence on HBO Max and in theaters, and Sweet Girl on Netflix. Stay tuned. Welcome back. First up, let's go with the top 10 films of this past weekend according to Box Office Mojo. Number 10, down from 6, is Old, with just over, or just under 1.15 million in its fifth week, $45,189,765 total, opening in ninth place with just under 2 million, Reminiscence, which we'll be reviewing here in a few minutes, debuting at number 8 with just under 3 million, the Night House, which I don't even know what that is, debuting at number seven with also just under three million. The Protege, again, don't know what it is exactly. Down from five to six in its third week, three point four million. The Suicide Squad for a total of forty nine million two hundred sixty one thousand nine hundred one dollars in three weeks. Down from four to five, Respect. The Aretha Franklin story brought in just over $3.8 million in its second weekend, $15,113,605 total. Down from 2 to 4, Don't Breathe 2, just over $5 million in its second weekend, $19,673,809. Holding steady at 3 is The Jungle Cruise, with just under $6.4 million. Four-week total, $92,660,063. Debuting at number two, Paw Patrol the movie that I didn't even know was coming out. $13,148,340. And that means holding steady at number one for the second week in a row, $18.5 million. Free Guy. Two-week total, $58.5 million. Hey, that Jennifer Hudson movie, Respect, does it say how much money it's gotten worldwide so far in the box office? It will if I click on it. Domestic total is 96.4% of the gross, $15,113,605. International total is 3.6% of the gross, 
569,000. So it's not even made. Hasn't even made $16 million. Million worldwide, and it's over $15 million in America. There's its budget right now. $55 million. Yeah. It's one I do very much want to see. I want to see it too, but don't look like they're going to make that up. But I mean, it's going to be really hard. Well, they'll make it in licensing and like streaming and such like that, but it's just going to take some time. So, Not to mention that COVID is running rampant again and people are staying away from the theaters. And they're still going, but not like they were a few weeks ago. And that brings us to our first review, and I'm going ahead and warning now, there will be spoilers in this. The other guys, IMDB ranks it 6 out of 10, Metacritic 46, Rotten Tomatoes critics score is 39%, audience score is also 39%. And let me double check the IMDB site here. It has dropped on IMDB 5.9 out of 10 on IMDB. We are talking about Reminiscence, right? Yes. This is the film. It's on HBO Max and in theaters, starring Hugh Jackman and Tandy Newton. Um, kind of confusing and, quite frankly, rather slow and boring. And one thing I will say I never did understand is why everything was underwater. Did they explain any of that? At the very, very beginning of the movie, um, you might want to go back and listen to him talk at the very beginning of the movie. It was explaining that um, the world went into chaos and the, and the ice shelves melted and blah, 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 blah. Okay, because so. I was trying to figure out if that was them trying to make you think maybe they were in the virtual world instead of the real world where they were getting the memories and that's why everything yeah. is full of water but I heard him say that Miami was so hot during the day everybody had become nocturnal but I never yeah. did hear the part about the water and you know the thing is when they were panning in from the ocean coming up on the South Beach area and all that yeah, I instantly recognized what that was because I've been to Miami so many times when they were flying over, and they went over South Beach, Miami Beach, and coming up to Miami itself, I saw the causeway connecting the two, the causeway connecting them, and then Star Island off to the right there, and I went, oh my God, that's Miami, and they seen they was this flying, they had the drone, I guess it was a drone flying between the buildings or whatever, or virtually, or whatever they did, I don't know if that's just a bunch of CGI that they did there, or they actually flew it between the buildings, but... Then I saw the words Miami, and I was like, uh-huh, I knew that was Miami. I knew it was. But, um, yeah, this movie mentally was really hard for me to follow. Um, well, basically, the gist of it is Hugh Jackman runs a company that you go and you get into this tank with water, and they put some kind of electrodes it. on your head, and they can see your memories so that they can see things that you don't pick up on from your un your subconscious. Like, you may see a mug there but not pay attention to the mug, so when they see your memories, they can see the mug sitting there kind of thing. And 
it just it's it's it's, it's reminiscing on better memories than well, what it is there because it's kind of hellish living in that well it's not just there. that she was using the guise of going there to find something that she couldn't remember where she put yeah. And, and that ended up being a farce. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just, it's a very slow moving film. The action is not very good. The story is not very well set up. I really don't have much to say about this because I hate to pick it apart because I do very much respect Tandy Newton and I do very much respect Hugh Jackman. But this kind of puts me in the mind of Swordfish, where you had Hugh Jackman and Halle Berry in a movie, two big talents, and it just was not any good. Well, I want to give props to Rebecca Ferguson as May. I loved her her role in this, but I also her one of her most memorable performances with me is in different set of movies. I don't know if you've seen these movies or not, but let's see, Mission Impossible movies. She has played in several of those with Tom Cruise. Well, see, I was watching it, and I had to figure out if she was Rachel Griffiths from Muriel's Wedding along the way, because she really did resemble her in some shots, and in other shots, yeah. not at all. So, obviously they're not the same person, but, and if you haven't seen Muriel's Wedding, I highly recommend that one. That was a very good movie. Muriel's Wedding, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen that. Oh, it's always worth a rewatch. Muriel, you're terrible. <laughs> fantastic movie. But but we're not talking about that fantastic movie. We're talking about this okay movie. And that's the best I can say for it. Yeah, it's not doing well at the box office. Less than $2 million opening weekend. It's not going to do much better than that all alone. Because, one, I've not really seen a lot of hype in advertising for it. But, it just is not that thrilling and word of mouth is not going to help it. So, basically, if you're watching this... You're watching it for Tandy Newton and Hugh Jackman and the other actors in it. Um, I did do, now what I did do is whenever, you remember that one part of the movie they went over to New Orleans and they went inside that bar? Yeah. I googled it right quick and it really looks like that inside the bar. I clicked on pictures of it as I was watching it and clicked on the pictures of the outside and they had to have actually filmed it in that location. Or they just recreated that whole bar on the inside because it looks exactly like that inside that bar. So I would say they had to go to the location to film that there. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, or they just did a really good re redesign Job of it. But. Of, yeah, redesigning it, which that would have been a lot of money. But I'm wondering if it has the film budget for this movie. Estimated budget $68 million. I don't know if it's going to make it back. Oh, well, it's definitely not going to make it back in the theater. So, Warner Brothers is definitely going to take a hit on this one. Because 
I mean, even Hugh Jackman's performance is less than thrilling. It's not his best job yet. No, and I'm kind of surprised that, I mean, I like Hugh Jackman as an actor, and he does really good, and, you know, every time I see him, <laughs> I'm sorry, but he's typecast, typecast as the Wolverine forever in my head, and I'm just waiting for those big, giant claws to come out of his fingers at any given time. I mean, he's been in other things where he was really, really good. Oh, I know good. he's been in tons of movies. I mean... What was that one in the late 90s that he was in? I can't think of it. I'm All I can remember is like a rainbow light on the wall. And I'm, I'm pulling him up so I can think of it, but... It was late 90s. And I want to say something like What a Girl Wants, but I know that's completely wrong. Let's see what we got here. Someone Like You. It was with Ashley Judd. It was 2001 that it came yeah. out. But looking over his stuff, you've got X-Men, obviously. You've got Kate and Leopold I never did watch. Uh, Van Helsing. I really enjoyed that one. Oh, Van Helsing was awesome. I didn't watch The Fountain. The Prestige was pretty good. I didn't watch Flushed Away or Happy Feet where he did voices. I don't know if I watched Deception or not. I don't remember what it is right offhand. Um, Real Steel I had no desire to watch. Les Mis I didn't get to see. Prisoners I do want to see and haven't watched yet. I heard, now what's that movie he's singing and dancing in? Uh, the Greatest Showman? Yeah, I've not seen that either. It's supposed to be really good. He plays P.T. Barnum. And also, and also, I want to see that the greatest, um, the greatest showman. I want to see that too. That's what I just said. Yeah, I know. I want to see. I, that's what I said. I just want to see that one too. I was just reiterating the fact that you said that. But yeah, and it, according to IMDb, he's filming the sun. And in pre-production on The Good Spy, Enzo Ferrari, and Apostle Paul. So, it looks like he's probably the star on all three of those. The son, he plays Peter. The Good Spy, he's rumored to play Robert Ames. Enzo Ferrari, he plays Enzo Ferrari. And Apostle Paul, he plays Paul. So. That makes me laugh. And I rise at Hardy's. You remember Carol Green that was our manager there, that old man? Do you remember him? No. Nah. Or, or did you already, or you was probably already gone by that point. He's an older gentleman, and he didn't know much about computers and things like that. So the moment I walked through the door, he'd go, Apostle Paul's here to save the day. He said, I'm having such a hard time with these registers. So I'd have to come in and fix everything that he's done, and it was just, anyways. Yeah. Apostle Paul, he called me Apostle Paul. <laughs> I've, like I said, I don't really have anything good, really, to say about this film outside of the acting. The effects are good. The story's just not there. Like... Maybe if they'd have cut 30 minutes out and moved it faster. I really wanted to like this movie. I really did. I did too, and 
it's just it's just not there so rather than pick it apart any further you want to go ahead and rate it and move on okay it's, this was your pick you go ahead yeah i picked it because it was the new movie released this weekend hbo max and in theaters it was just such a disappointment <laughs> And I hate to be negative on it, but it was just too slow. I was pretty well bored from start to finish, waiting for it to end. It just felt like it was never going to get to the point, never going to move. And as far as effects and the acting, I'm going to give it a little bit higher score. But as far as story and just for the absolute portrayal... It really hurts it, so based well, on the acting and the the effects, I'm going to give it a 2. If I didn't give it from that, it would be about a 1, because it really was one of the worst things I've seen from Hugh Jackman. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, I call, I, I, all of you, I don't have a smart television. I don't have flat screen. I do have a flat screen TV, but it's not hooked up to the internet. I watch everything on my iPad uh, with my earbuds popped in, and um, I found myself kept tapping the screen to see how much more time was left. Oh, I, I know that feeling very well. Watching this, it's like, and then five minutes later, tap, I tap it, and it goes, oh my God, there's like 48 more minutes left. Tap it again, 45 more minutes left. I'm like, oh my God, help me. <laughs> So then last night when I was watching it, because I wanted to watch all of it before I went to bed, and usually the night before, I'm, uh, it's like I'm off on Sundays and Mondays from my work, from my job, but I also took today off because I have vacation days to burn. So the nights that, I, the, the nights that I'm off and I have the next day off, I usually stay up till wee hours of the morning watching television or watching stuff on my iPad to like 1 or one thirty in the morning. Child, I went to bed last night at 11.30, bored to tears. <laughs> This movie put me to sleep, and I had like 40 minutes of it to go, and I told Chris today, I said, I have to go, I had to watch the rest of that movie if you were pick today, because I couldn't get through it in one sitting. And I told you I'm not surprised. So, yeah, so, okay, the effects, the special effects in the movie was awesome, I give it, I'll give it props for that. I love Hugh Jackman, and I love um, I love the other actress um, May, who were Rebecca Ferguson. Um, there were some good, you know, A-listers in this movie. Um, will I watch it again? No, <laughs> definitely not. No, I'm not going to waste my time. And I'm, you know, for all you people who want to see it, by all means, see it because it's a Hugh Jackman movie. But, you know, make sure you got a Mountain Dew in one hand and, you know, Pops and Speed as well to watch it because yeah. it's the only way you And make sure make you watch it on, on HBO Max so you're not having to pay anything extra and you get a whole lot more. Yeah, so I want to be, you know, I want to, Chris is a little bit more positive than I'm going to be. I'm going to give it a 1.75. Like I said, the... I gave it to two for the acting and the effects. 
Without that, but it was a one. Yeah, hold on. Let me, let me change that. I'll, I'll go with you, Chris, on too. I will. Because the acting was good, but the story sucked. Oh, my God. The story sucked. Yeah, I, I felt really bad for everybody involved in this film, to be honest. It just... You want to like it because of who's in it and what it, the look of the film, but it's just not there. No. So, if you would like to watch it, of course, it is on HBO Max for 31 days and in movie theaters. My suggestion, go ahead and subscribe to HBO Max. You get hundreds of movies besides that one so that you're not spending $14 a ticket to go see this movie in a theater. And I'm not advocating for films to not make money, but this one, you will feel like you were ripped off if you pay to see it, I do believe. And with that, we'll move on to the Netflix original Sweet Girl, starring Jason Momoa that Paul picked. IMDb has it at 5.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critic score is 19%, and audience score is 46%. So, Paul... I don't agree with any of that. You go ahead and talk about it. I don't agree with any of that because I'm an action movie lover, and this is exactly everything that you're looking for in an action movie. This movie really kicked ass. It did. I loved it. It was, compared to the other movie we watched, this is a whole lot better. <laughs> it's a lot more entertaining, and you can follow the story on this one. It kind of reminded me, um, Chris, I, I don't want to say how it ended, because I want to keep it open, because this was a good movie, and I think a lot of people want to see it. It reminded me of The Sixth Sense, in a way. Remember at the end? How it, cha- how it changes all I could think of when when you found out what was going on was Robot Chicken with M. Night Shyamalan what a twist but for me <laughs> it was twist. yeah it's like it's like whenever okay I want to set it up for you um, Aquaman which is Jason Momoa and Isabella um, Merce which played Rachel Cooper let's see it was Ray, Ray Cooper and Rachel Cooper they, um, their, their mother, their wife, um, had died of cancer, and um, there was a miracle drug that this company had came out with that had an 84% successful rate of curing that type of cancer that that woman had, so that they pulled it off the market, and this really drove uh, Ray Cooper, uh, Jason Momoa's character, really put him in a rage, and he wanted to get even with these people so he goes um i don't want to go into too much of it he goes in on, on this vendetta of getting back at them and then it goes into a whole spin of um the whole reason why i got pulled off the shelf for that i mean there was there was twists that involved the government and members of congress and you know all these pay people you know pulling you know greasing each other's palms about all this and and in the process, things happen, and uh, I don't, I don't want to say what else happens because I want to so bad, but it's going to be a spoiler. Should I say it? Well, what I, what I will say is, I had a question when he got out of the tow truck and was running on the bridge. I'm not going to say more than that because it is a twist at the end, and 
you don't want to give it up, but that was where I started questioning what was going on. Well, see, I question what was going on whenever they were inside the house and whenever all that fighting happened and then, you know, and then whenever Ray Cooper, which is Jason Momoa, got stabbed, then he went down and I was going, oh my God, he's dead. And then all you could see was him looking at her and him saying, mouthing the words, it's okay, it's okay to his daughter. And then, the, you know, the next morning, she's getting up, she's doing her thing, and it goes for a couple minutes, and next thing you know, here comes her dad around the corner, and there he is. As she turns and looks at the mirror. So I was, and I went, oh, okay, well, he's alive, he's good, he's good. So, and then, as at that point where you were questioning it, that's when I was questioning it, too, at that point. I was like... Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, it's a, it's a really good movie. It's action-packed. It does have a good story to it. And there's another story behind the story. It really kept me sucked in watching the whole thing. It was it was, it was very entertaining. I give it props. Uh, some of the cast, of course, Jason Momoa, Game of Thrones, Aquaman, and so many things that he's been in. Um, Amy Brenneman was the senator or the governor Diana Morgan, who was running for senator. Yeah. She was in Judging Amy, if you remember back in the day. Justin yeah. Bartha was in National Treasure with National Nicholas Treasure. Cage, yeah. and he was on the show. Um, oh, what was the name of it? It was him and oh, the New Normal. That was the show. Where he was a part of a gay couple, and it was a really funny show. Only lasted one season though. And then Doctor Wu character, I kept looking at him and kept looking at him, and I'm like, I know him from something as a bad guy. What was he in? And I just looked up his stuff on IMDb, and it was Prison Break. He was one of the baddies on Prison Break, but he was also in some episodes of the Judging Amy. And he was in No Ordinary Family, and uh, voiced on American Dad. He was in the Grimm TV series. The Dark Knight. Yeah, lots of stuff that he's been in, but it was, it was him as a villain that I was remembering. And it was Prison Break. When I saw the list, that's where it was. But I honestly was not as thrilled with this as you were. Yes, it was better than Reminiscence. Oh, it's way better than Reminiscence. <laughs> but I wasn't real thrilled with the twist at the end. There were issues all through it. There's the scene where Jason Momoa goes, and I didn't understand, one, why the caterer uniforms were there in bags and why they had so many. To where he could just pick one up off the rack and change into it. But, two, he catches them... Well, that, isn't that supposed to be... That's convenient in any movie. I mean, that it, that, uh, that also played true in The Fugitive, if you well, remember. I don't... That just doesn't seem like a likely thing to me, though. I mean, how many... Remember Dr. Richard Campbell put on that outfit as well. Well, I'm not saying they didn't, movie. but it just... 
how many caterers actually take racks. Like, there were two racks of outfits there. And there was at least 20 outfits on those racks. And... I don't know. Maybe they have all their employees get dressed on site and then turn their clothes in at the end of the night. I don't know. And see, I don't know see, if that's true or not. I've never catered an event like that. So. Neither have I. And I've never been to an event catered Hold on, like let that, me rephrase so. that. I've always been catered to events yeah, like that. Whatever. I've never had to cater to. <laughs> whatever. But, I've always been catered to. <laughs> but it just, it it didn't seem quite, and he, the, as easily as he got into the door, like there's a guy who just went out and watches him walk in. Yeah, he's taking a smoke and he watched him walk in. I thought, certainly that would have made you question, and, you know, like, who was that? And it was not just, oh, I'm walking in like I'm supposed to be here. It was really conspicuous the way he was walking in. And then when he catches him in the hallway and there's the gunshot that apparently nobody hears, but when everything settles down in the hallway, you hear the auction going on. I'm sorry, how could they hear the auction in that hallway, but the people in the auction couldn't hear the gunshot? Well, let's, all, let's also play this part. Um, oh, crap. It reminded me, you said something about... Oh, something else happened in the movie, and I was like, huh. Um, oh, talk about being conspicuous. He is six foot six. Hello. <laughs> You're not going to blend in, and you're hot as hell. <laughs> well, and another thing, right at the beginning, when he calls CNN Live, and on national television, over the phone, makes a point-blank murder threat. And he's they've got his name. Apparently, he never gets investigated. Well, he said, if blah, 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 I will come for you. Yeah, it was a flat-out murder threat. But he, put, but he said if. But it was still a murder threat. He said if his wife dies, he will come murder him. Yes, now that... That was that a flat-out threat. Off, that would probably key off a FBI investigation immediately. Yeah, and there was no in such investigation life, seeming to happen. Now, we're talking about in real life now. In movie life, eh. Yeah, but it's, it's hard to get past that. That was right at the beginning, and I was like, you know, this is obviously not going to be that realistic. So, that... It's a movie... It's a... It's a... It's a rock em up shoot em up movie. I mean, come on. It's it's a man's made movie, so that's the reason why. Anyway, yeah. Jason Momoa is being a Billy badass in the movie, in the movie, and he actually he in my in my uh, eyes succeeded in that role in this movie. And another question I had, which really doesn't affect the film at all, but did you notice the inspection sticker on his car window? I did. This is a movie that was just released in 2021. The copyright at the end of the movie was 2021. The inspection sticker in the window was 1216, like, and there were two of them. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is Canada has the same stickers 
as we do, but they mean something different. And if they filmed that in Canada, then that would have been a Canadian car then. Now, I'm not sure where they filmed it, but I didn't pay any attention to that. I don't know if it says on here or not. Because they film a lot of movies in and around the Toronto area. Yeah, which is where they were planning to go, was it not? Yeah, they were planning to go to Toronto anyway, so I'm pretty sure they probably filmed that in Toronto. Or filming in locations, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They filmed it actually in Pittsburgh? What it says, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, USA, 1902 Webster Avenue, Hill District, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Well, they must have got a, some damn cars that was out of inspection for a long time. Well, the, the other thing I thought... Because, you know, North Carolina did the same thing. They did away with the... But, you know, in North Carolina a few years ago, they stopped doing the inspection stickers on the windows. And I was thinking, maybe it's just old inspection stickers that were never removed. Because I never... After I noticed the 1216 on the front window, I didn't see the license plate on the back of the car. Because they showed it earlier. I didn't pay any attention to the dates on it when it was on there. So it's possible that, that that's what the deal is. Well, that was a collectible classic car he was driving. It was a 1972 Olds Cutlass. Yeah. So I do know that. And it was pretty beat up, too, which it feeds into the whole they didn't have much money thing, which also yeah. the whole going on the run didn't really mesh either because how did they get the money oh, for the hotel and all that? You know the movie it's being filmed in Newton? I don't know if it's still being filmed there or not. Um, the one in downtown Newton, they got all the square blocked off. I have no clue what you're talking about. Anyway, there's a, there's a movie being filmed in Newton um, starring, um, oh, what's her name? From uh, She plays in a lot of the American Horror Stories. She's in it. And um, it's a movie based in the 20s and the 30s since downtown Newton is basically still looks like it's in the 20s and the 30s they had the whole downtown area shut down and they the movie company found out my dad had an old car and they were willing to rent it from him for this movie but he didn't do it well why um, not got, but the movie company production company got in touch with him to rent the car from him because there was a part because it's fully restored and there was a part in the contract that said if anything happens to the car, they will pay for it, but they will not fix it back the way it was, but they would give them the money to make it, to fix it back the way it was. In other words, if they wrecked it or something. Daddy's like, oh no, they ain't getting my car. So, um, yeah, but that movie production company got in touch with him about that, about this car. So I thought that was pretty cool. Let's see, here's the article on it. As I'm waiting for it to pull up. And it might not be based in the 30s. It could have been based in... Actually, mm -hmm. it probably was based in the 60s because my dad's car was a 60 model. Movie production comes to Newton. Crews shoot scenes at drugstore. May 20th. 20th. Oh, of course. It's another one with 10 questions you got to answer to be able to read it. Well, let me pull it up. Is it evolution? Yeah. I don't know why these newspaper sites make you answer ten questions just to be able to read a stupid article. Yeah, 
you would think they'd want you to be able to read the article and put more inform or more advertisements on the page rather than make you answer stupid questions. Movie production crew crew comes to Newton crew shoot scenes at the drugstore. Um, Newton Mayor Eddie Howe shows his the production crew. They blocked off the first street of Newton H and W drug on Wednesday. It's called Evolution. Tells the story when a young man with a bright future suffers a near fatal accident and recreates his new life with the help of an unlikely animal friend. According to a news release from the production, the film's cast includes Marsha Gay, Marsha Gay Harden, Jim Belushi, and Diane Ladd. Um, they actually did some filming at the um, at the Hickory Airport as well because um, Dwayne Martin works at the Hickory Airport. He posted pictures of all the actors inside the airport. Um, they have some classic. Uh, they have the airport museum there, and they have a lot of those old planes on display there, and they were using the old planes in the movie. Uh, Eric Estrada was re- was filming a film called The Mutt at the new prison in Hickory back in April. Because I was trying to find out who the American Horror Story person was in Evolution, and I'm not finding anything on it, so... Alongside lead actor Charlie Rowe is all I'm seeing on here. So, let's see what Charlie Rowe has going on. Let's see if there's any information on IMDb about it. Because I looked up Sarah Paulson and it didn't have anything for her forthcoming evolution of Nate Gibson post-production let's go to it and see stars Josephine Langford Marsha Gay Harden and Diane Ladd so I don't know who you were seeing I sent a picture of Marsha Gay Harden and Diane Ladd, I don't believe, were either one in maybe Hannah Riley. Anyway, we gotta get back to our movie. Yeah. So. Well, anyways, it's it the, em- the evolution of Nate Gibson for anybody out there who wants to try and figure out who it was. If we haven't bored you to tears yet. But. <laughs> Shoot them up, kill them up, 
hit him, all those fight moves and all that other stuff. Was there problems with it? Yeah. Was there questions? Yes. But there's there's some twists in the movie, and I'm not going to tell what happens at the end. Because the last 15 minutes of that movie, you're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> you're definitely going to be doing that. So, yes, it was a very enjoyable movie compared to the other one. So, what's your rating? I'm going to rate this uh, 3.5. I'm going to give it a 3.5 because of just the mere sheer, the sheer entertainment value of it. Um, it was a very entertaining movie to watch. And um, you definitely did not go to, you want to go to or watch this one in two different segments. And you didn't want to fall asleep during it because there's a lot going on with it. So, anyways, I enjoyed watching it. Would I watch it again? Probably. But I won't make a point to watch it. But, um, but if I catch it on again, like, you know, if a friend of mine wants to watch it, I'll watch it with him. But the other, maybe one of my friends wants me to watch it with him. I'd say, no, we're not going to waste your time. We'll just probably nap during the whole time then. But this one, no, I think uh, we did a really good job with it. Uh, I, they did a good job with it. So I give it a 3.5. Well, you're much kinder than I'm going to be because, like I said, I found a lot of questions in it that I did not understand. And just did not seem at all realistic. I felt that the story was kind of slow moving. The action scenes that they had were good, but none of them were very believable. And it just didn't really pull me in. The acting was good. The, the mystery of the twist at the end was kept. But it just didn't seem real likely. And some other things that I won't go into that just really did not seem to be realistic. So I'm going to give this one two and a half out of five. I was not overly thrilled with it. You, this was not supposed to be a realistic movie at all. I don't know why you keep saying realistic. It's not. We all know it's not supposed to be real. Uh, but it's supposed to be realistic, not real. No, it's not. You take it for entertainment value. You don't take it for realistic value. No, I didn't Come have a lot now. of that in it either. So. So, it's, it's made for entertainment, not to be realistic. Uh, now, if it was a movie about... Um, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I would say, I would probably say there's probably supposed to be a lot of stuff in there. It's supposed to be realistic, but this movie, no. Well, all films in actuality should allow you to suspend disbelief and actually believe what's going on. This one absolutely does not give you that. Well, anyways, so. But for those who do want to watch it, it is available on Netflix, if we forgot to mention. It is Netflix And it's original. actually their number one movie right now. Well, quite honestly, it's going to be number one because of Jason Momoa. True. Like, nothing good or bad about that. It's just 
he's a name that's going to pull in viewers. So, and I'm still going through all these actresses on Evolution of Nate Gibson and still haven't found one in American Horror Story, so I don't know which one she was. It was the, it was the chunky one she played in. You, did you watch American Horror Story yep. with um, Coven? And it was the... It was the woman who, um, let's see, um, I'm trying to find the actresses, and it doesn't, I'm on IMB data, it doesn't say anything about actors on here at all. I've got all kinds of them, you're on the mobile, but I'm on the, the computer site, and I don't see anybody chunky, and... Let's see, what was the name of the movie? What was the name of the series? Um, what they filmed is supposed to be Out of the Coast in that old house. Uh, I have no clue what you're talking about. Oh, that one? Yeah, she's in that one. No. The actresses that I've pulled up, not one of them in this list. Kathy Bates. Kathy oh. Bates, he took a picture. He took Whoa. a picture of Kathy Bates in the in the um, airport in the airport. First off, she wasn't in okay. Kevin, I don't believe. But second off, she is not listed on the cast here. I know she's not listed on the cast, but she's in the movie. I think it's supposed to be a surprise. She he took a picture of her in the in the in the airport and posted it on on Facebook. So that's gonna be a big name for that. So, um, he, he posted a picture of her doing that. Let me see if I can't find that picture. I'm just, I'm looking through some of these other people and it seems like Kathy Bates is the better name to go with than some of these because they've got Marsha Gay Harden, Diane Ladd, and Jim Belushi, but on IMDb they do not have Kathy Bates listed at all. I know that, but she's, he took a picture uh, let's see here if I can find that picture right quick. Let's see here. Of her in the... Oh, hold on. Not him. Let's see here. Patrick. The one that works in the airport. Photos, uploads. Here we go. Here she is, Kathy Bates. Is that's that's her in the airport? Get makeup. Right there, that's her. Can you make it bigger? I'll, I'll, te I'll text it to you. Cause what I'm seeing didn't really look. It looked a little more like Diane Ladd than it did Kathy Bates. Oh, let's see here. It might. Anyway, that's who he said is Kathy Bates. So. And I'm not saying it's not, but oh. you holding the camera up with the lighting and everything, it could be, but what I saw I looked more like Diane Ladd. But anyways, for those of you who are interested, go check it out. And for the films, if you want to watch them, like I said, if you're going to watch mm. Reminiscence because of Hugh Jackman or Tandy Newton, watch it on HBO Max and you'll get more of your money's worth. And Netflix is the place to find Sweet Girl with Jason Momoa.
Any last words, Paul? Well, if you haven't got your vaccine, what the hell are you waiting for? Um, are you just waiting to get it so you can get very sick and get in the hospital? I got a coworker that works in my showroom. She's one of our new employees. And she's an older lady. And for some reason, she's, we talk about her getting the vaccine all the time. And she said, ah, she makes up excuses all the time. Oh, I ain't got time, I ain't got this, I got that. I told her one day, I said, you don't even have to have an appointment. You just walk into Walmart, walk into Walgreens, walk into CBS, you walk into Ingalls, you walk into any place like that. You just walk in and say you want the vaccine and they'll give it to you. Yep. It's free. I said, you'll be out there in five minutes. I said, you have no excuses. There was a woman on the news tonight. I fear fear that there's something that's going to happen to her. And and I hope not, but I fear. Well, there was a woman on the news tonight that said... She does not wear a mask. She was trying to recover and her husband was doing really badly her husband didn't have any desire to get the shot she had three different appointments that she canceled for the shot and like everybody else now she's saying i wish i'd have gone through with it it's going to be too late for too many people and you know i didn't look up the numbers this week but last week when we recorded one in 520 U.S. citizens are dead because of COVID-19. It's 512 last year. It's one in 512. That number blazed into my mind. No, it was 520. I've got it written down. Oh, I could have swore you said 512 last week. No, one in 520 dead in the U.S. I bet it's higher now. Oh, I'm sure it is because we've had more deaths since or last week. lower. That number's probably lower than yeah. 520 now. I'm guessing 1 in 518, 1 in 517, maybe. It it doesn't sound like a huge drop, but when you consider the millions of people in this country, and 1 in 520 people are dead from a virus because of people not doing the right thing, not wearing a mask, not getting the vaccination, not socially distancing, not being smart about it, and just going willy-nilly, doing whatever like they always did. Say, oh, it's just the flu. No, it's absolutely not just the flu. It is very different. And there are lingering effects from COVID that we don't know the full ramifications of. Which is why it also irritates me when I hear people say, well, they can approve the shot all they want. But you don't know what effects it's going to have down the road. You know what? I'll take my chances with a vaccination that has been tested by people who specialize in vaccinations over taking my chances of getting COVID again or the first time and having lingering effects that I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and they specialize in infectious disease control as well. So Yeah, I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous. It's just exhausting. I can stand here and I can yell at people at the top of my lungs, get your fucking vaccination, people. And you're going to have those people that for some reason, I don't understand, they're going to get sick and they're going to die because they thought it was wrong. It's sad. It is so sad that so many people is dead because they will not 
kids something that's so simple a vaccination. And I honestly don't know why they're so against it other than the idiot politicians. And I can say it until I'm blue in the face. If you had a politician or an ER doctor to treat you, which one would you prefer if you're in a really bad car wreck? I wonder if there's a, I wonder if there's a way. One of my coworkers was so against the vaccination. I was telling you about her last week that now she is trumpeting on Facebook and every bit of social media she can is begging people to get the vaccine. Because she lost her uncle, her uncle died from it, and then she's hospitalized twice from it. Um, And now she's a big advocate because before she was on Facebook saying, live your life, it's just a flu, blah, 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 blah. You know, they're all liars. And now she's like, she's told me that she feels like she's been lied to for so long. And she is so mad at herself for being, she says, I feel duped. I feel duped. I wonder if there's a way that we could actually interview her and have her on the show one night in a three-way call thing. Uh, now, if you came here and we could hook her up that way, I don't know any other way to do it. I wonder if there's another way we could add another video screen. I, that I don't know because I don't know how to do it. I'll have to check that out and do some research on it. No. So, but anyways. But... But yeah, and, and it also bothers me that I have nurses telling me they don't know what the long-lasting effects of the shot are. And I'm like, you're in the medical field. Plus, like I said, we have people quitting the hospital because they're requiring vaccinations. I'm like, are you wanting to stay in healthcare? Are you wanting to stay in an employment? Because that's where it's going. And like Walmart requiring the shot, Disney requiring the shot, airlines requiring the shot... Healthcare requiring the shot. Government. Yep. And it's going to keep getting bigger. New York City requiring the shot. Oh, yeah. I like that you can't go eat at a restaurant unless you pull out your vaccination card and chuck them. Yeah. And the ones that get me are the ones who want to spend a couple hundred dollars to get a fake vaccination card, risking jail time when they could go get the shot for free. Yeah. Be legal, be That's safe, stupid. take care of yourself and others, don't lie, and no worries. So, anyway, we could keep on and on and on and never, because unfortunately until it hits them the right way, they're not going to believe it. It's, yeah. it's not going to happen... It's just the flu. It's only 3% death rate. One in 520 U.S. citizens is more than 3% death rate. Um, Statistically, when one person dies, it affects 2,000 people's lives. In other words, 2,000 people knew that person. They came in contact with that person or they knew that person sometime in their life. 2,000 people. Now multiply that out how many people have died in the United States. And you know what else is sad? Is probably all of us can find somebody that we're somehow connected to through somebody that has passed. 
because I have a girl at work yeah. that her father died. Two to three degrees of separation. Yep. Yeah. And it's not even a six. It's probably at the most three. Like, yeah. go to three people and you'll find somebody that you know who has died from COVID. That is sad. But it's just a 3% death rate. No, when well, that 3% hits 3% you. 3% death rate. Let's put, like I said, let's put, let's put a hundred Skittles in a bag and three of them is going to cause death. Are you going to eat one of those Skittles? <laughs> no. I wouldn't. But, anyways, are, are we going to do the Vacation Friends, I think it was called, with John Cena next week? From Hulu. I didn't know about that one. I, that was, I movie, tagged so. you on, on Twitter with it. There's an ad that came up and I said, you yeah, want to do this one? Te- yeah, text, yeah, text me that. Well, neither one of them so, start until Friday. That one and Cruella on Disney+. Plus. Did you want to make got, those I a plan? Or? To watch, I got till per, this weekend to watch Cruella. No, it's it starts for free as part of the subscription on Disney+. Plus Friday. This, this Friday, oh, okay, yeah. I was going to say, okay. Both of them um, premiere Friday. Hulu has Vacation, I believe it's Vacation Friends with John Cena, and Cruella on Disney+. Plus. And it's next okay, Thursday when good. we do the show, so gives us plenty of time. Yeah, okay, I think I can do that. Okay, so we'll go ahead and make those plans, because I figured you probably wanted to see Cruella more than I do, but... Also, we are going to be reviewing Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah, so what you say? Also, Michael Jackson's Bad, his top two selling albums of all time. Because it's August 28th is Michael Jackson's birthday. So we will be reviewing those as well. Uh, you'll probably have to remind me that that's what we're doing. Because like I said, I know How I've got Thriller, I don't King, think I have. How could you forget the King of Pop? He's the King of Pop. Because he's not Madonna. He's better than Madonna. Who who's still releasing albums? Who has sold over a billion albums worldwide? Well, it's like I was talking at work the other day. You had Madonna, Prince, and Michael Jackson. They were pretty much equal in success. And that's not praising one against the other. It's overall, they were pretty equal in success terms. She's the only one that's still kicking. She's the only one still living, but as far as success, I would say Michael Jackson's probably just a little bit better than she is. Well, it, if you look at sales, but acting career, she's if bigger. You look at sales and number one, if you look at sales and number one hits, he's got her. Well, if you look at sheer number of albums, she's got him because he only released one album every so many years and then he'd release five or six songs at least off of them whereas she'd release an album maybe have four or five songs maximum released and then move on to another yeah so I mean it's all it's all relative but I'm saying as far as the overall picture because when you start looking at success Prince rivals them all in fact that he wrote so many successful songs along the way well, Prince has enough albums, has enough songs in his. Uh, what did they say they had? He had they had enough 
to release albums for the next 30 years from him? Possibly. How many so songs he wrote? I'm not even talking about just him. Songs that he wrote for other artists, like Bangles Manic Monday, Sinead O'Connor, Nothing Compares to You. All kinds of stuff that he's written along the way. Stuff for Sheena Easton. I mean, he's yeah. had a huge songwriting career. So... He did. But... So that's and why I'm saying it's every, all... Every, every musical... Plus he could play every musical instrument out there. He's a very talented musician. But it, it was all relative. And like, like I said, Madonna, as far as movies, even though people consider her a terrible actress... She's had more success in movies than the other two have. Actually, I like her as an actress. I, do I think too. she did really good in um, what is it? What's that James Bond movie? Die Another Day. I was not that. That killed Bond for I me. I loved. I loved her in that. But so, now, a League of Their Own, Avita, Desperately Seeking I Susan. I loved her in a League of Their Own. I loved. I loved that. Desperately Seeking Susan was good Dick too. Tracy. I mean, she was in a lot of really good films along the way. But we are desperately out of time, so we're going to stop it there. Until next week, goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.